major ones that you're going to have to know the ranges on.
right, so if something is low, like a sodium, what is it, what's the wording for it? Hypo. Hypo. If it's high, hyper. So as long as you know that, you're good, okay? Hyper is high, it's greater than the highest value. So if it's hyperkalemia, it's greater than kalemia. What's Potassium. Greater than five is hyperkalemia. Hypokalemia is less than 3.5, okay? So just make sure you know which is which. All right, so low sodium is the first one we're gonna start with. It says we have an average intake of sodium of four grams to five grams a day. I bet it's more than that, honestly, now. Um, we were talking about why well, everybody's on break, I don't know if everybody heard this, but sodium's in everything. So we have a lot of sodium intake during the day if you look at everything. Even the stuff that's supposedly healthy for us, I bet it still has sodium in it for the most part. Okay. That's how what do we do with sodium? Does it preserve? Yes. It preserves a lot of stuff. That's why they use it. I think they use it a lot in canning too back in the day, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So weenies.
gave you a handout for hypomatrium infectious. Don't go on the numbers on these sheets. Because they could be on your test and it's wrong. I'm not going to say I do that, but I mean it could be. <laughs> Don't use these numbers. Go ahead and mark them out. They might be right, they might be wrong, but I found last quarter people were going on these and they are not right on some of them.
these patients will have flushed skin, elevated temperature and weakness. They might even be having some kind of muscle twitching, um, weakness, confusion, something of that nature, okay? Seizures, coma, and intracranial bleeding. What's intracranial bleeding? Brain bleed. Brain bleed. Brain bleed. Brain bleed. Bleeding in the brain. Thank you, Mark. Yes. <coughs> Why do you think it would cause that? It can cause that temperature. Well, I mean, blood gets thicker, right? So you've got thick blood, thick blood, increased pressure in the brain. I mean, it'll cause it to burst. Yes. Okay. So risk factors is a high sodium diet. So this puts a patient at risk. So this is your patient that sits and puts salt on everything. This increases their risk for having hypernatremia, right? Makes sense. They're putting a lot of food or sodium on the food. That's your family. <laughs> All right. Maybe they're confused. That could cause it. Excessive sweating, diarrhea, that can cause it. I gave you a sheet on hypokalemia or hyperkalemia. This is the other handout. Okay. Please don't make me the value. I don't know if they're right. I haven't looked. I don't think there's value in it. Alright. So just a funny picture that kind of goes along with it makes it easier to understand what's going on. It shows you the signs and symptoms if you can memorize pictures. Okay? So hypokalemia is a potassium less than what? 3.5. Okay. Severe hypokalemia is less than 2.5. So this is a major issue. Okay. May cause cardiac arrest. So any patient that has a low potassium, I don't know if any of y'all deal with having to deal with the doctors and potassium, but as soon as they write potassium, you need to give it. It's very important to get it because of that. You don't want to have a patient that has cardiac arrest because their potassium is too low. It has a lot to do with the pumping action of the heart, okay? So, you've got signs and symptoms, abdominal pain. It says gases, uh, intestines, muscle weakness, decreased reflexes. So what's decreased re reflexes? What are they checking? The knee. The knee, there's multiple areas that they can check to test DTRs, and DTRs are deep tendon reflexes, for those of you that don't know what that is. Um, but if they hit the knee with a little hammer and it just barely even moves, that reflexes not very well. Not good, right? Because it's supposed to go. Pretty, a lot of people have good reflexes. Some just barely have it. Anybody have a not so good reflex anyway? Some people don't have it. I know it's crazy, but some people won't have the patellar reflex where they hit that. That area makes it Years like you kick somebody through the wall. Yeah, you have to be careful. Some people don't have it, some have it, but the person knows what's normal for them and not. So if they have a really um, big one that, you know, over-exaggerated one where they hit it, and they say, well, my leg's barely moving, you're going to have to say, well, okay, they have this issue. Okay? Urine retention, lethargy confusion, you have EKG changes on the um, cardiac monitor, but you don't have to know how to read those. You have dysrhythmias. We talked about cramps in the legs, right? What about foods? If a patient has low potassium, what kind of foods are rich in potassium? Bananas, bananas potatoes, avocados. There's a whole list of things. That is something else that you get tested on too. If 
it's a electrolyte imbalance that you can correct or teach patients to eat more of something, you need to know what are high in potassium, what foods are high in calcium, okay? You need to know that, and I know it's in your book. So make sure you know. Bananas are a good one for potassium, and a lot of boards have that on there. Avocados is a new one for me. I had to learn that myself when I first started teaching this class, so I was like, I never even thought about avocados. But bananas, yes. Okay. Risk factors for low potassium. Patients not eating enough food with potassium in it, right? So the potassium's gonna be low. That's super easy to figure out. All right, they could have a loss of potassium in the urine. Why would they have a loss of potassium in the urine? LASIK. So they could have diuretics. Be given diuretics that causes imbalances as well, right? All right. Improper use of diuretics. Some patients say, well, I haven't went to the bathroom so much today, I'm gonna increase my dose myself. Who's heard of patients doing that? I'm gonna increase my potassium today because I haven't peed enough and I feel like I'm having a volume, increase in volume. They'll increase their potassium or their diuretics themselves, whether it be Bumex or Lasix or whatever it is, they'll increase it themselves because they feel like they should. Or I'm not gonna take my potassium with my Lasix because that feels too big. Yeah, potassium, has anybody seen a potassium pill? They're huge. It's like a horse pill. Now, no, they don't like to take them. Over-the-counter ones aren't so big, but they're smaller amounts too. They're small, but the ones we get at the hospital, they're big horse pill. I don't know how patients swallow those things. I had a patient swallow two of them at a time last week. I'm like, how did you do that? So, never give, and I don't think y'all have to worry about this, IV potassium. Why? It will kill somebody. You never push potassium. That's number one nurse rule. If you ever hear anything out of my mouth, that's the number one thing. Do not push potassium. Potassium will kill your patient. We'll kill them. Do you know what cocktail they give inmates on death row when they're going up? Potassium. They also give them like a Versed and Advan. And, so they don't remember much either, but they give them potassium and kill them. It's like a cocktail of stuff they push through. Yes. So, yes. Hmm. Now you see me on snap. So, if you don't push potassium, you give IV potassium in a drip when you do that. And normally it's given over two hours, so it's only going in at like 50 milliliters an hour. So, they're getting very little <coughs> amounts at a time. If you go pushing a big dose in, you, you will kill them. And it burns like crazy. So if you ever get to your stage nurse where you can hang potassium, I would hang it with like a normal saline to help dilute it down or have the pharmacy put uh, lidocaine in it so that it numbs. But it still burns to an extent with the lidocaine in it. So I typically will Y-site it in to my tubing of normal saline and have the saline going at so many, I eyeball it, I don't measure it, so that it dilutes it down when it's going in because the patient will complain and say it's burning like fire and it will hurt the vein if it goes in too fast so, and it's not diluted down. Okay, I know that you don't ever push potassium, potassium but what does it do to the Yeah, I mean like- It messes up the electroactivity of the heart and messes everything up and it causes- oh, it just causes you to have cardiac, cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest instantly. Okay. It changes your EKG and all I'm that. 
have like a PQRST, it stops the whole conduction. <laughs> know your whole list of potassium-rich foods, whether it be tomatoes, spinach, raisins, things like that. Green um, leafy vegetables. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you hypocalcemia and hypomagnesemia. Remember, I told you there's two two things that a patient does when something's low. It's sign and symptom that they have low something. Did I tell you? I told you that like last week. Trousseau, trousseau sign and Chevec.
you have your answers to this, the answer key, you do have it. I printed it with it. Give me like a page or next page that you got. Alright, so the main thing with this is you've got to determine whether it's respiratory metabolic and if it's acidosis or alkalosis. So are you all familiar with pH of blood?
you could even look at the CO2 or the bicarb first to see which one's in normal range because if it was the opposite, this is going to be in normal range because respiratory has nothing to do with metabolic, right? Not with this. I mean, it does have something to do with it, but not really right now. So if that's in normal range, the, the CO2, which is what we measure in our blood, right? Mm -hmm. For respiratory issues. If it's normal, it's automatically, you can do it that way and figure it out that way. Or if the bicarb is in normal range, you know it's respiratory. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So you can do it either way. You can look at the pH and determine if it's respiratory or alkalosis or, uh, alkalosis or acidosis, I mean. And then, but narrow it down from there. So you can always get it 50-50 if you do it one way or the other. I start with pH. Because the pH will knock out two things automatically, and it's easier to figure out. Does that make sense? If you don't understand it, I will stay and we can go over a few. I want to make sure that you get this. That's why I skipped ahead, because this is like 10 of your questions. And we're allowed to memorize that and draw that for the test. I will allow you to memorize it and draw it on a piece of paper for the test. So that's the only time I allow you to write down 